Hi, welcome back to Pagan Preaching. As always, I'm your host, Ethne. Um, I don't have any updates for anybody. I hope we're all enjoying the nice weather if you have it, getting ready for belting, what other sort of springtime festivals you're enjoying as the earth is awakening and things are feeling a little lighter. Um, and today I've got a fun little treat as we have finally got Matthew on the show with me so we can have kind of a little bit of a discussion together instead of just one versus the other. Hey, Ethne, super glad to be here. And uh, hi, everyone. Glad to be back. And uh, I hope you enjoy this episode with us. I think it's really going to be great. And I love having you on the show just because, you know, I take more of kind of a, a deity, like, uh, honoring approach to my episodes, whereas you get more into, like, theology and pagan theory. Uh, and so what we were thinking we would do is kind of take Matthew's regular episodes up a little by having us both involved um, and really focus today's discussion on what paganism looks like coming from different perspectives. Um, so, Matthew, do you want to actually kind of describe your like branch or your flavor of paganism before we get too far into this? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm a very deity focused pagan. Um, I don't dabble very much in magic. Um, I'm very, you know, I, I, I like to focus on the deities and how I can help them and how, uh, our lives can be really we how we can coexist uh, with the natural world, um, and really see how that speaks to us. And, um, I'm really about following your instinct and following your fate. Um, I think that we all have a fate and, uh, sometimes we don't make it there. (laughs) Sometimes you just gotta, you gotta let fate guide you, you know? Right. And so Um, are you still following the, like, Celtic path would you say you're a druid or like aspiring to be a druid (laughs) yeah so I you know in the perfect universe one day I would like to uh have the title of druid but as of now no I am not um I'm not a bard I'm not a novate I don't uh proclaim to be I am merely a follower of the Morrigan um she uh, has led me to some amazing places and shown me some amazing things. And, um, I'm just doing all I can to follow what she has forth for me. Yeah. And I think fate, especially for you is so kind of interesting to me when I think about our relationship, because we met because you would listen to the first few episodes of the podcast. And then I fell off the earth for a few weeks because I was feeling like I wasn't really making anything very productive. And then you reached out to me. You told me you liked the show and that you'd like to hear an episode on the Morrigan. Um, And so it just seems so like crazy for me to think about that. Like that's where we started and what are the odds that you would even find my tiny podcast. Um, And now we're good friends and we're doing this kind of together. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. You know, fate, like I said, it's when you let yourself go and you trust what's in front of you, you can be loved amazing things and see some such amazing places um i you know just when i initially had moved to alaska i didn't have i didn't have any intention of coming up here i was living happily in san diego not doing anything and um just kind of taking the blows as they came and i ended up having three separate people tell me that i needed to go up to alaska within the span of a year no one had ever said anything about it before. No one had ever even like brought up the thought in my mind about going up here. And that was the best decision I ever made in my life. Um, I ended up meeting my fiance up here. Uh, I became more devout. In- I met you. <laughs> so fate really does have um a profound effect on my life and uh how i view the world yeah oh and before we get into this do do you want to tell the people about your exciting news with your fiance oh my goodness yeah (laughs) so uh my fiance and i have officially planned out our wedding we are uh going to be getting married in ireland in rothkrohan at the cave of the cats which is the pilgrimage site of the morrigan so i'm incredibly excited for this opportunity um things have all just panned out in this way and like i said fate (laughs) yeah so pegging goosebumps for you uh, oh my gosh every time i think about it it's just goosebumps all yeah okay so okay here's my first kind of question for you I think you and I coming from such different cultural understandings this is gonna open up some interesting conversations so let's go ahead and get in it with the big one (laughs) what is a god oh man yeah question um yeah can I give just like uh, a little bit of context for why I ask? Sorry. Yeah, no, go ahead. Okay, so here's here's kind of what drove me to Hellenism is that like it makes a lot of sense to me that like, you know, the Theoi are alive, you know, they they inhabit physical spaces, but they are immortal and like that resonates with me a lot in my head and what kind of I shy away from with like the the Celtic pantheon or um the Norse pantheon is that like the gods and the stories have died in the myths and so and like and especially in like Celtic mythology like they came as people and then they like uh yeah like they they became so much bigger and so like how does that fit into your understanding of godhood yeah so godhood i i think that godhood is something that's knowable um and i i don't like to give that answer because i i feel like that sounds like a cop-out um but i believe that the gods are it's a concept that we can't comprehend yet um i don't think that 
we as human beings, as mortals who um, have such limited understanding of the universe, I feel like it's a concept beyond what our consciousness can actually materialize, you know? Um, So in the concept of uh, the Tua, when they came, when they first came over and they uh, were human, um, I believe that their actions led to them ascending to Godhood. The, the, the devotion that people had for them and the, the the love and the drive and the feelings that they were able to inspire in them that's what gave them their status as the gods um andagda you know he carries his cauldron around and feeds the masses and you know he he was seen as someone who was such a fatherly figure someone Mm -hmm. who would take care of his people and um that can be seen in a mortal. That's something that a mortal could do, you know, um, that's being a good person and doing these godly deeds. Mortals can deeds, but it takes the, it takes something else in you to actually be able to go out and perform those, those deeds, you know? Yeah. And that, that reminds me a lot of the concept of heroes. So, um, like, heroes are so huge in Hellenism. And, like, some, not all, like, very few, but some ascended to godhood. Um, namely, uh, Heracles became a god because of his um, actions on Earth. And so I think, like, that take is... <laughs> it's really interesting to me because it like it blurs the line between divinity and kind of like the mundane yeah and like um oh where else was i going oh but it is interesting to me that you say godhood can't be known because i have been having this crisis because i am a scholar i have my dual degree in history and religious studies. My brain is primed to want to get to the bottom of this. And I can't, I can't avoid it. Um, And so I, you know, I spent a lot of time trying to reconcile my understanding of the gods. And then I thought I was at a good place. And then I fell into some spiritual burnout and Saturday I had some time alone. So I just devoted all of it to the gods as much as I could think of that could be even slightly like a devotional activity. I did that. Um, and it stormed and I love storms. And so I sat out with Zeus or Theos and I just sat and I thought on like, what's the nature of gods? What's the nature of Theos specifically? And I came to the gods are peace, you know, and they're, they're if you're a hard polytheist or soft polytheist like they are the understanding that there is order when there needs to be and there's chaos when there needs to be mm-hmm. and that things are within and without your control and the more i sat in that rain i saw you know this water coming from the sky is this very cleansing thing and sometimes destructive and sometimes the only way we can um, kind of cleanse ourselves is through destruction um, and then you also notice 
the lightning and the thunder, things that are really charged with energy and drive. And so um, that's what I've been doing recently is I've been spending time with um, different theoi and being like, what, what's the nature of you? And this I know is so controversial. And I believe, you know, there's a difference between myth and religion. And then mm-hmm. myth is used to push a narrative. We see this in every religion in the world. And so like, what it comes down to is like, what does that energy make you feel? Mm-hmm. And I just felt like they asked as the father God, as the destroyer of the Titans, his nature is to cleanse and then to give you kind of a new purpose, a new charge and send you out. Does yeah. that make sense? That totally makes sense. I, I definitely see where you're coming from. And it's, I, I want to go back really quick because you had sure. said something that I really like and um, that I wanted to comment on more. Um, you had said about how I had said, uh, <laughs> that sounded weird, um, uh, about us not being able to understand divinity. And mm-hmm. I personally, in my view, I see that as the great reward. You know, when once you get to that other land, wherever it is, um, whatever it is, then you can know, then you get that knowledge, you know, that, that, that key piece of information that eludes all of us, no matter how hard we search and search. And that's that piece and that knowing that you receive upon getting that, I think would be tremendous, you know, to finally be able to understand, to finally be able to, I don't even know how. No, I know what you're saying. And it's so, it's so weird how you have so much in common because this is something I have thought for a long time. And that like, when, like when we die and our, our consciousness expands infinitely and then we know everything. And so I, like, I totally, I think I might be coming at it from a different perspective, but I totally get what you're saying. Yeah. You will learn. Yeah. You know, you there's while we're on this earth, while we experience this, you know, this form of our life, enjoy it. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta, you gotta, I think that that's what a lot of people get caught up in is they're so focused on perfection, on knowing, on being right, you know, that people forget to just enjoy, you know, the gods yeah. didn't put us here to be stressed out and angry and, you know, to, to have these feelings inside of us. They have us here so that we can enjoy ourselves so that we can enjoy this bouncy that we've been given these amazing places that we can be. That's such a um, Dionysiac take of you. <laughs> <laughs> the the fruits of the vine and but I I agree and that's something I've been trying to actively devote more energy to especially recently because it's like none of us can catch a break we're in late stage capitalism it feels like 
all the time the world is ending and so like why enjoy things and to me I I was in that rut for a long time I was like if I'm not like busy being productive or doing things to stay alive I was like sleeping or dissociating mm-hmm. and um I I pushed against that narrative because of that like inherently defiant pagan spirit of like everything is trying to keep me down and in response to that I'm going to rise and Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy and even if it does feel like the world is ending I'm going to purposefully make time to like go outside and just sit and I've been reading Jane Austen and so I'm I'm sitting in the sun and reading Jane Austen and we went on a walk through a flower garden the other day and my niece was so upset because she hadn't slept and she had allergies. And so I just held her and I was like, you know, I know you're upset, but can we, can we think about how the sun feels on our skin and how the flower smell and the birds are singing and the earth is alive. And like, maybe right now that can be enough. Um, and I think that was a really cool moment I had to share my pagan perspective with someone so young I mean she's five um and kind of show her that she doesn't have to live a life where she has to push to enjoy it like we did yeah yeah because I feel like that was instilled in us you know that was you you were pushed to you know we had video games we had um anything we had television we had movies we had anything to keep our mind off everything else that was going on around us when in reality like that's what we need that's what we need more of i remember just running around in fields as a child and those being some of the happiest times as a kid you know and being close to nature and and feeling the sun's warmth or feeling the the raindrops on your skin as you're running through the grass and those are that's amazing it's 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 incredible yeah and so then it's no wonder that we grow up to be pagan and we we grow up to be loud pagans um because i was that same kid and i i lived in the actual middle of nowhere and my house was surrounded by farmland there were cows across my dirt road and i I didn't have people to talk to. And so I, I, was, I was like, well, there's spirits in the trees, you know, <laughs> like there's spirits in the wind. And now it's like, well, yeah, there are spirits and there's, yeah. there's nymphs. And I was like, I remember picking up my first books on like Greek mythology and being like, why don't people worship Athena anymore? We should. <laughs> <laughs> it's just amazing how like those, like the times we spend just like bare bones with the earth, nothing else, just appreciation is I think what opens the easiest doors to our faith and our understanding of what we want our faith to look like. Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree with you. I just, man, all I can (laughs) think about now is how much I want to just go outside right now. Oh well, man. Have we, have we beat that one to death? We I think on? so. I think that I think that we pretty we summed it up pretty well. Okay. Oh, I've got this next one I'm kind of I'm I'm curious to hear your take cuz this is something I've been grappling with as as a kind of person who desperately wants to get to the bottom of things. Um, so how do you reconcile your 
pagan beliefs with the understanding that there are other pagan traditions. Like, because you don't want to, you want to validate your pagan brothers and sisters. And you want to raise them up. But there's also these traditions where, like, the origin myths are very contradictory to other groups. um, And there are myths that can seem really unreasonable. Like, I don't think that there are mountains and caves in Greece that were caused by Cyclops. So, like, (laughs) what do you, what do you do then when you're like, the religion is based off of these myths. um, And I don't want to tell other people that what they believe in is because I don't, I think, I think the gods are real, whatever culture they come from. It's just like kind of pinning that against the notions of like what the gods are, especially as creators has been really hard for me. Yeah. So I think that that kind of comes with, human nature just the the fact that we can't remember that far back we can't remember the beginning of the of the earth we have scientific Mm -hmm. fact that shows us you know what's happened and when and where but i mean how do people reconcile that there wasn't a storm that covered the ocean and water and (laughs) you know one man gathered two of every animal and sailed across (laughs) the oceans for a little bit and then a random dove came out with an olive branch. Like, yeah. you know, <laughs> rationalizing it, I, I don't feel like, I feel like stories are there to guide you. Stories are there to give you an idea of how to follow, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally, like, let me just explain a little bit about my views of the afterlife. Yeah, and that yeah. might explain a little oh. bit more on um, how I think everything goes. <laughs> so my views on the afterlife, and this is going to sound kind of bad because it's kind of commercial, but I think of it kind of like Disney World, right? Mm-hmm. You can buy a ticket and go into, you know, Epcot. Or you can get a ticket and you can go into Magic Kingdom. Or you can get a ticket and go into Animal Kingdom. You know, uh-huh. there's all these different places you can go. But if you will have the ticket for that place, that's where you're going to be going. You know, you can't take a Magic Kingdom ticket and then get into Epcot. That it doesn't work there. It's not right. valid. You know? Um, so the ticket that I got was Celtic. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to be going to the Celtic afterlife when I die. Um, That doesn't mean that the Christian afterlife isn't real. That doesn't mean that the Norse afterlife isn't real or the Hellenic afterlife isn't real. It just means that I'm going to be going to the Celtic side of things. Mm -hmm. And I don't personally think that Every story that I hear about the Tua is factual. Yeah. And, you know, that I I should believe everything that's happened 100%, you know? Right. It just, it doesn't make sense. Stories get changed over time and people exaggerate and people, people change things. But that doesn't change how I feel about on Morrigan. Right. That doesn't change how I feel about Andagda. That 
those stories are meant to guide me and to help me and to give me an idea on their qualities as deities you know yeah i think so like you know we're coming together to talk about our different perspectives yours is like somebody who's walking a celtic path and me as a hellenic polytheist and i think this kind of difference in perspective is so interesting because like how i have reconciled this is that you know in the beginning when people were new um there were kind of like spirits of the world like Mm -hmm. of different regions and i don't know where they came from that's the thing that bothers me and that's why i'm like well what is the nature of a god because why are they just here to serve us you know don't they have bigger things going on but um I'm thinking that, you know, like, there are a group of really important, powerful spirits, each with their own domain, that were assigned to, like, Ireland and Scotland and Wales and England before the Anglo-Saxons came in. Um, And there's gods that were assigned to Scandinavia and, like, assigned to Mesopotamia and Egypt. And then, like, they they show themselves to you through these stories that make cultural sense. And so maybe, maybe the spirits are just concepts of things like maybe like Athena is just the concept of wisdom and study, but that concept is so powerful and loud and bright that it's taken on a personality and to be helpful to us it is showing itself to us in a way that makes sense because our minds are finite it is so much easier for us to understand there's a magical woman with gray eyes and an owl who wants us to be smart than it is to understand the nature of deities oh my gosh i i love that I, I love that. On this so damn long. <laughs> See, and that's that's part of the beauty of paganism is I don't need to know for sure, but I like your explanation, so maybe that's how I add into my explanation now. Maybe. You know, it's paganism is is it's not about being rigid and firm in your beliefs. Mm-hmm. You know, things change people change you know deities will come and leave come into your life and then leave just as quickly that you know it's so it it's cool to think that they can present themselves as what you need to know you know i I don't know yeah no I, i agree and like i'll tell you this as much as i i start to wonder like you know, like, what are the gods really? My experiences with them have been very real. Like, when Hestia or Estia has, like, showed up, like, behind me while I was in the middle of making uh, pesto gnocchi, like, that was real. I saw her, and, like, as somebody who has had so much trouble, um, like, psychically, um and like intuitively like that was loud like that was such a loud undeniable experience and so I know there is something 
to this regional understanding of divinity. Yeah. It's just, yeah. what is that, you know? Yeah. And we'll never know. We'll never know. And I'll never be satisfied. And that's my yeah. cross to bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's, I, I feel you though. I, I've had such real experiences with the Morrigan that it's just, it's unreal <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> to put it in a punny way. Um, it's just, it, sometimes they just speak to you so clearly and, you know, maybe sometimes they're quieter. Sometimes they're louder. Sometimes they show themselves right in your face and shake your head Yeah. And say, what the hell are you thinking? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, um, I feel like once you open yourself up to the idea that they're there for you and that they're looking out for you, it changes your perspective on different things that happen in your life. You'll start to see the signs more often. You'll start to recognize, oh, those crows are doing something weird. That's not normal. Yep. Or, you know, they just dropped me off a gift today. That's, (laughs) you know, I, I don't treat, I don't give them treats or anything, but I had one leave me something. So it's, you look for the magical and the mundane. And sometimes you see magic when it should just be mundane, but if you keep your eyes open, you'll, you'll, you'll find that true magic. Yeah. And I, I agree. And that's why I think I I came to the realization of like, whatever, whatever God is, however it's understood in like all the different traditions, it's just peace. Like whatever, whatever the nature of that God or the domain, um, like even if it's the God of like evil or chaos, like that's, that is peace, understanding and accepting the need for that in the world. Yeah. And like that somebody's got it. And so um, while I think we, as we move into a more scientific age and I believe in science i don't want to like come off as like the woo-woo spiritualist that (laughs) doesn't believe in science um but i think as we come into more of a scientific age there is this like almost subconscious push that we be kind of in control of everything you know like Mm -hmm. um that we relinquish this idea of fate and that like we go out and we push and we make things our own and it's like we're losing the ability to just let things go and like even if like people don't believe in the gods or they don't at all like there's still a beauty in relinquishing what you can bear to relinquish yeah yeah people put too much on themselves people stress themselves out incredibly and I mean, this comes back to what I was saying earlier. It's just, why, you know, why would you do that to yourself? We're here for, we're here for a short time. And this is an amazing planet that we live on. There's so many incredible things and places and ideas and it, there's no reason to be like that. (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, like when you've reached the end of your road, are you going to look back and think on how, desperately you wanted somebody to like you or how like you were afraid you weren't going to get to work on time like it just yeah I think that 
perspective again I think is something like another uniquely pagan or at the very least uniquely kind of spiritually open idea of like the perspective of like how we are spending our time and how how are we being like productively selfish with our time you know and I think that sounds mean but I mean selfish like in a good way like looking out for yourself and your energy you need to be selfish sometimes I don't care what anyone says I don't care how they think of the word selfish being selfish is not you do not have to be a yes. martyr and give yourself 24-7, 365. Martyrdom is so dumb. Such <laughs> a dumb concept. So dumb. Like I there are there are things I would I would martyrdom for, right? Like my my beliefs and my belief that others deserve a right to their beliefs. I think specifically like um, where I grew up was very close-minded and so that's where I would I would stick my neck out but for I'm like I'm not I'm not taking a shift you know like I'm not putting in more work than is going to benefit me yeah yeah martyrdom for the sake of other people's convenience when it doesn't benefit you I think is against kind of this idea that we've built up as pagans, as somebody who, who, like, we build our power from within us and from our connection to the divine. And anything that's not benefiting those things doesn't deserve to take up space. Agreed. I completely with you. Yeah. Oh, we got so far away from the original question. <laughs> <laughs> this is a good trip, though. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's, here's the last one I've got, if you've got a few more minutes for me. Yeah, definitely. Okay. So, I thought this was a good Thing, like a good note to kind of end on um, and I'm going to provide a little bit of context so the question is what does your like kind of branch or like flavor of paganism motivate you to do um, because like in my walk with Hellenism I am motivated to be the best me that I can be and I'm still wrapping my head around what exactly that means um but it's just you know it pushes me to raise my standards for myself and my work not just like my work for money but my work for like the podcast and my work for my hobbies and my work in my community and like that drive I don't think would be as strong if I weren't a Hellenic polytheist. So like, what, what does your pagan path motivate you to do? That's, that's a really good question. I like that a lot. Um, I think that personally with so much of our lore that has been lost, um, (laughs) learning has always been, very important to me and i think that since realizing i was pagan and a little stronger um it's just pushed me to learn (laughs) it's just pushed me to to constantly i'm i always have a new book on paganism on celtic theology on the different mythos um the different tua there's, there's so 
much stuff that I've just accumulated over the years and have just been soaking in. Um, and it's, it's made me think critically. It's made me think. It makes me look deeper into religion. Mm -hmm. Um, in all sense of in all sense of it because it's not just now i'm not i'm not saying this to be mean but <laughs> a lot of christians will just go not read the bible go to church and go home and that and that's mm -hmm. their connection to their religion you know that's yeah. that's the extent of their religion and it's taught me to want to learn more about any religion that comes to me, not just my own. Um, being raised Christian, it's always been difficult to get myself out of the mindset of there's one God and it's this Abrahamic religion and it's this white dude, even though he's in the Middle East and yeah you know, that's that's what i was raised on and that's what was like hammered into me from the time i was a child until i was like i don't know 12 or 13 and since realizing i was pagan it's i've looked into christianity i've looked into judaism i've looked into islam i've looked into the different um native spiritualities it's it's opened me up to not just being focused on one thing and one path and and one thing being correct it 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 let me be okay not being right yeah and that is so it, it seems counterintuitive but that is so liberating yeah to, it really is yeah like to be like i don't have all the answers but i don't need to and yeah. like the relief, oh my god, like, when I finally was, like, you know, because I, I tap dance between Christianity and Wicca, which I think a lot of, a lot of pagans have their start there, yeah. um, and so I was, like, 13, I was, like, I can be both, I can do both, mm -hmm. um, and then I was, like, no, I can't, and one of these makes me not feel like shit, and, mm -hmm. you know, too, like, the perspective of the Christianity that I grew up with mattered. Like, I don't know if I would be on the same walk if I grew up in kind of an open and loving church, which seems to be becoming more the norm. But mm -hmm. I grew up somewhere that made me feel really bad about like being queer and like being kind of uncomfortable with um, like conforming to like, my gender assignments I guess like like the understanding of like gender roles like that it made me feel icky and so then I finally kind of made the switch to Wicca and at that point where I was like I'm free you know yeah. I, I have this freedom to explore and if I'm wrong then like it's cool and I'm not going to be punished for it that was yeah. incredible and like I didn't realize how much stress I was under about that as a child yeah, and like now as an adult that I've kind of left Wicca and I'm like, there's even more that I can just mm -hmm. 
explore and dip my toes in, it's like it's even better and it's all yeah. safe. Yeah, because it's as a child, you're t- you've got to think this way, otherwise, you're going to this fiery, hellish place mm-hmm. for the rest of eternity, and no one's going to be there that loves you. And you know, you if you don't follow this, you're wrong, and that's like. What the hell, guys? Like yeah, traumatizing. Yeah, this isn't the dark ages. You don't yeah. have to fear religion into me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not cool. Let me pick my own path. If I want to follow that path, then perfect. But if I don't, big deal. No skin off your back. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's ridiculous that we indoctrinate children at such a young age they can't conceptualize at at any point before you know at least puberty yeah when you indoctrinate children like that it just it sets it it sets you up for disaster emotionally and mentally yeah exactly and then you know there's all the unlearning and unpacking yeah Ugh, disaster but you know our our generation as we come in I don't know if you plan to have kids but like we collectively I think we're going to make the world a better place for kids definitely and like make healthier adults yeah it's going to be a healthier place for people in general I think yeah and you know we may not be the generation that makes it completely healthy one of the generations for it Right. And honestly, I think with the rise of like paganism and more open spiritualities, like that's just pushing that even further. Mm-hmm. Um, like kind of the release, getting back to the basics, um, removing ourselves from dogma and doctrine. Like we're, we are moving, even though it all is really scary right now and seems like it's just held together with like Kroger brand band-aids. Like we yeah. are moving to a brighter future. And I really believe that. Yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, if we don't have belief in that, what do we have? Yeah. You know, you gotta, you always have to be, you know, keeping your eye on what's right and knowing that that's where we are going to be headed. Right. Well, I think that's a good, a good kind of moment to end on. This is the longest episode I've ever put out. So I hope whoever's listening is like on a road trip or cleaning their house or something. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. This has been a long one. That's just like 45 minutes. But um, I want to just thank you so much for taking the time out of your day to come on with me. I'm really glad we finally got to do this together. Our listeners don't know, but like we talk and we we talk about these things together all the time. And yeah. so I'm really happy that we got to like record it and put it out into the world um, because our conversations are always so enlightening. And then maybe that's going to like kind of ignite another perspective in someone else. And, you know, you can always join the discord and we can like keep that conversation going. So yeah, we're it on it. Cool. We, we love talking. So we love talking <laughs> come and chat with us yeah it was so <laughs> wonderful to have you on i like i can't thank you enough i'm sure we'll find a way to do this again in the future yeah
so much for having me. I had such a blast today. This was it was a great conversation, I feel like. Yeah, I agree. Well, well, thank you so much. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you all for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.